I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yeah, I dig. It's time to nerd out on the things that better our lives. We are reviewing Black Widow today. Oh, yes. No spoilers, by the way. I have to share something absolutely ridiculously hilarious. We hit the 70s on our musical journey this week. You dig? We've got stories. <laughs> A captain's origin, nerding out, and so much more. Ah, the old disco room. as I left it. You've been locked up for 20 years, Casanova. A lot of things have changed since then. It must have been hard for you, Tony, the way times and styles have changed. To hear the people saying that disco is dead. Disco is not dead! Disco is life! Truck it! Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us. Happy Friday. Disco is not dead, Captain Influence. No, Brother Brian. No, no. way. I dig it. I dig. I dig it. I dig. Okay, one of my... Are we mixing disco up with funk, by the way? I don't know. Yeah, we are, because disco and <laughs> funk and, and classic rock and all that. I mean, it's all, it's all the 70s. Well, not all of it, but some of it is. I'm excited this- because I love all that music, which is amazing. I love disco. Disco is life as well, and I know that I'm weird for that, but I love funk parliament you know yeah. that song p funk wants to get funked up you know and he's talking about that yeah, yeah i gotta wear my sunglasses so that you can feel cool <laughs> oh i love that that whole song uh, he's talking man. about it to you sit back and relax while we do it to you in your eardrums king clinton man he's the best oh yeah oh good stuff man we get to talk about the 70s music today it's gonna be fun a little before our time as far as our uh, awareness uh well i guess maybe just not barely, yours. just barely yeah, it's yeah. before mine, but um, anyway, we're going to have a good anyway. time today. But hey, thanks for joining us. And Captain, welcome back from your fishing trip, which we're going to talk about yeah. here in just a second. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back and hard, baby. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah. In the year. year no. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. 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 You know, actually. Oh, no. Sorry. We, we need to talk like this today because we watched Black Widow. The the Black Widow. I watch it streaming on Dushambi Road. I I yes, almost getting yes. five wrecks on Dushambi Road watching Black Widow. Well, it, it's very good, but what I find is 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 some of the um, the accents of our American actors not as good as we we are better. No, but it not matter because Black Widow and her little sister both have very nice booty. I gotta tell you, man, I can't act, but I have good accent. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway welcome it's gonna be fun today we got a lot of stuff dude so tell us tell us about your fishing trip though because well first of all nobody knows about this but we got a chance to go on a fishing trip together we went on a whaling trip up in alaska anyway you went on a fishing <laughs> trip tell me about it yeah so dude those of you who've been listening for a while every every year around this time i go on my annual uh dad and brothers fishing expedition to mo bridge south dakota baby this was the third iteration. Uh, we had a great time as usual. Uh, my cousin's marina, 
Bridge City Marina. It has a little restaurant now. They sell pizzas, sandwiches, and burgers. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, I got to say, dude, their pizzas are almost worth making the 10-hour drive by themselves. Just crazy good pizza. I, we were all floored. They've been selling lots of pizzas ever, ever since they started the little restaurant portion of the marina. They've been selling a lot of pizzas every week, and it's and, and it's awesome. a huge profit margin for them now. So we caught a decent amount of walleye and other assorted mm. species of fish. I got a mega dose of vitamin D both days, yeah. uh, very sunny and hot. So doesn't it feel good when you get that it dose did. of felt, vitamin D? It felt like, great, ah. especially because I knew I had plenty of sunscreen on, and yeah. man, that sun's just beating down on you. But you know you have sunscreen on, yeah. And I did not burn. So hey, tell me this, dude. Yeah. When you have sunscreen on, does it block the transmission of vitamin D? Or no, sorry, not transmission. Your body makes makes vitamin D when it absorbs UV, right? Yes, that is correct. I don't, you know what? I do think it blocks it. Well, then never mind. I scratched that last statement off. Well, but here's the thing. How much of it does it truly block and for how long? That's the question. question. That depends on your SPF and, you know, when you put it on and everything. But, you know. So the, the current recommendation is to get approximately 15 minutes of vitamin D every day. That's the, right, right, that's right. the minimum effective dose. You don't want to necessarily go beyond that because it, you know, it's like you're getting the, the absorption that you need to produce the vitamin D and then get out of the sun or put on sunscreen, protect your skin. That's kind of the idea. It also, it also depends on the time of year. It depends on where the sun is in the sky. I mean, there's so many factors. Right. So the jury's out whether I got my vitamin D yeah. dose or not. But I understand. We had, a, we had a great time. And dude, my cousin has a new tritune. I've heard of pontoons, but tritunes have like a third oh. pontoon in the middle. Cool. And um, it's like a 20 foot long by, I don't know, maybe eight foot wide tritune. He's got a 250 horsepower Mercury motor on that, oh, the outboard yeah. motor. That try tune books it nice. you were passing boats left and right smooth as silk ride oh yeah oh man that that 250 horsepower mercury engine is just insane that's cool man yeah what you got to do is you got to yeah. go full speed and turn really fast hard and, when, <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest part about going fast on a boat is that you always feels like you're going way faster than you really are. So it feels like you're going like 70 mile an hour when you're only going about 45, 50. Okay. Well, that's still pretty yeah. fast in a boat. Yeah, it was great. No bad, man. Glad you had a good time. Good trip. Yeah. Awesome. I had a great time. Well, yeah. welcome back. And uh, thanks for joining me here, especially you're probably a little bit, you know, water lagged, water logged. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little travel lagged, uh, just barely. I still, still need to catch up on my sleep. I'm a little wobbly, so gotcha. Yeah, you know, sea legs, sun exposure. And, or, I guess. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. That yeah. too. Yeah, I, I, I walk bow legged now. <laughs> you know, we every time we'd go on a cruise, we'd get off the cruise, and and the land would move for the first week after right. being on a cruise. It was like I'm still feeling the ocean moving because you had the sea legs, and yeah, isn't that funny? I don't have any cool experiences to share, but I do have a hilarious story after. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh, this one actually made me laugh. So I get an email from TCBY. This was Monday and it said, Hey, it's our 40th birthday since <laughs> 1981. And I'm like, wow, 40 years, dude. That's amazing, right? That That's cool. They're still around and everything. Yeah. And it said today only come in and get 40 cents off your order. And I was like, wait, f- wait, <laughs> that's gotta be a typo, right? There's no way that that's for real. <laughs> like for 40 cents. I'm like, they mean 40% off your order or maybe it's 40 cents an ounce, you know, because hey, it's, it's 1981 or <laughs> it's 1981 pricing or whatever. I'm like, 
40 cents off an order. I'm like an average TCBY order is $8 per person. So I'm thinking, Interesting. no way it's 40 cents. So we called. Well, but that, I mean, hey, it's 40 cents is 40 cents, dude. So we called and <laughs> Sarah did. <laughs> she, she asked the person and, you know, God bless these workers. They're, they're probably all high schoolers, maybe college, but I think they're high schoolers, you know. They don't know anything, right? They're just working the, the front. You know, they don't know what's going on. And so she's, oh, well, let, your money. let me go make your, let me go ask my manager. She comes back and says, yep, that's for real. And then the worker goes, I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got a pulse on your customer there, dear high school worker. Oh my gosh. It probably cost me 40 cents in electricity to open that email that they sent me. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that it wasted oh, 40 man. cents of my time to read that and go, are you kidding me? Imagine, okay, I'm sitting in the boardroom right now, you know, and I'm, I'm the president of TCBY right now. And I'm thinking like, all right, it's our 40th anniversary. We need to come up with something special. What are we going to do? How about 40% off? No, we don't like our customers. We don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> too much, too how much. About, how about 40 cents an no ounce? More. I said we don't like our customers. Uh, 40 cents off your order? Ah, yes, I like that. Throw them a, throw them a little chicken bone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came up with that by, idea, by the way, needs to be fired. That's terrible. Wow. I really, truly hope, and this is my like sincere hope for the salvation of humanity, <laughs> that nobody at all in this entire United States saw that email and went, quick, honey, grab the kids, <laughs> grab the kids. It's normally $40 for us. And today, today only, it'll be thirty nine sixty. Yes, it's Woo-hoo! the greatest sale on the face of the planet. Okay, quick video update. We narrowed down the problem. To on my end captain's computer steve there's something steve. with steve that is not working because you were able to get it working on your laptop although yeah your audio you know studio audio setup is not set up on your laptop so we couldn't do video right. today because of that but it works with your laptop it works on my computers lord thunder it works with but it doesn't work with steve and we don't know why so oh man we have spent so much time tra- troubleshooting this too it's ridiculous yeah. We're so close, guys. We're well, so close. What we decided is that for sure next week, worst case scenario, what we'll do next week is we will use your laptop for video just to get a video up. We'll put it up. We'll start going because we have it working. Otherwise, that's our temporary workaround until we get Steve working. Yeah. So unless something else, something new happens to better to not. prevent us from doing video next week, next week should be it. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. So it's time for an origin captain has a gr- this was one that we were gaming and something came up and uh and i was like oh oh this is it because it came up in a conversation in world of warcraft yeah and we aren't going to bore you with the story of how it came up in conversation but this week's origin ladies and gentlemen is nip it in the bud fairly short origin a lot of you probably already know where this came from but i'm going to let you know anyway what the phrase means is to halt something at an early stage or thoroughly check something for example, quote, by arresting all the leaders, they nipped the rebellion in the bud. This metaphoric expression alluding to this to a spring frost that kills flower buds was first recorded in a Beaumont and Fetton Fletcher play of 1606 to 1607. I didn't know this. Beaumont and Fletcher were English dramatists, Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher, who collaborated in their writing during the reign of James I oh. in the early 17th century. Cool. So... Other sources refer to the practice in horticulture of trimming off a bud to prevent the development of shoots or flowers. Uh, so you're nipping the bud, you're trimming it. Yeah. Uh, so it's either it either has to do with a frost that kills a bud and preventing a flower, or 
actually nipping the butt off, you know, by a person. So sure. it's often misspoken as quote, nip it in the butt. Yes. Unquote. I used to think this is how it was spoken until I was in college, by the way. So I'm guilty. You know, it, the horticulture thing actually does make a lot of sense because you're right. You're supposed to, you know, prune and, and get everything ready for right. new shoots and for better growth. In fact, we were doing that with our, our plants. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take those things out so that it can focus on the healthy parts and you have a much more plentiful blossom afterwards. Indeed. Yeah, it's fantastic. Indeed. Well, thank indeed. We're ready to, to continue on our musical journey. And by the way, for those of you who, I mean, I, I've talked to many of you who are just having a blast with this whole thing. You're having a great time. You're just like, oh my gosh, like it's bringing back memories and you're going out and you're listening to the music and nerding out on it. Thank you. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. I'm sure there are some of you who just don't care and maybe you don't even listen to music <laughs> at all and it is what it is, but as I've said before, we can't please everybody, but this is something that I got. In fact, I was telling you, Captain, that I've had more fun going through this musical journey than I've had in a long time. Yeah, it's it's fun We're to go finish. through. All, I mean, because we listen to a lot of music and just going through your playlists and, and you know, radio stations online and everything and then yeah. saying, oh, yeah, that, that should be on my list. That should be on my list. And just going through it, just immersing yourself in any given decade of music is just it's intrinsically fun. So. What's amazing too is how universal music is and it's permeating. And in fact, Moonlight shared, it was a podcast and stuff. She'd been doing some research on how music affects the brain because we talked about Uh it on one of the episodes. But that is something that I am very curious about because it is universal. Think about it. I mean, people all over the world, no matter what language you speak, are going to listen to music. Music and math almost are kind of that universal communication tools. As a friend of mine said, um, you know, if you're not listening to music, you're kind of missing out. (laughs) <laughs> but that's that's our opinion. <laughs> so why don't you go first? Enlighten us. All right. Well, Brian, 70s music was extremely formative in my developing mind since I was born in 1976. And my parents both loved funk and rock music. Nice. But I only really came to appreciate 70s music when I was in my teens and 20s. And I still listen to 70s music of all kinds, except country. Sorry. I do have a Led Zeppelin station. I have an America station. I have a Marvin Gaye station, a Steely Dan station, and a Rush station. But again, there are so many 70s songs that should have made this list, but I only picked six favorites and 13 honorable mentions. So forgive me if this seems like it's a little bit truncated list. So I went top to bottom last week. I'm going to go bottom to top again. All right. Number six. I did six. Led Zeppelin, Cashmere from Mm. Physical Graffiti. Yes. This was the song that started my love affair with Led Zeppelin in the mid-90s. I started listening to Zeppelin all the time while I did homework in, in high school, uh, etc. on my Discman. Remember the Discman? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rock the thing so, on your belt. <laughs> and yeah, and, and ha- I, I took that thing through Europe, too. Uh, <laughs> half of my honorable mentions are Led Zeppelin songs since, after all, the 70s was the decade of Zeppelin. Yeah. That's my number six. Number five. The band 10CC, I'm Not In Love. I love that band. From their album, the original soundtrack. Mm -hmm. This was the opening song in Guardians of the Galaxy number one. And when I first heard it, uh, again, I was flooded with memories of my early childhood. Turns out I liked this song a lot when I heard it back in the radio in the late 70s, but I had forgotten about it over the years because I never heard it played on any classic rock stations ever. So, yeah. But now, uh, since Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I listen to it all the time. Nice. Number four. Steely Dan, Deacon Blues from the Aja album. My mother used to play this album a lot in the late 70s and early 80s, and I absolutely hated the minor chords. <laughs> this song in particular is very a lot of very minor chords. 
for some reason, they made me melancholy when I was little. And I, I would complain to my parents to change the song. But then about 20 to 30 years later, I suddenly started loving this song and about everything else by Steely Dan. And it, I just thought it was really strange how our musical tastes can, can do a 180 like that throughout our life. So I went from being a, a very anti-Steely Dan when I was young to being very, a, a big Steely Dan fan when I was older. So uh, number three, the Doobie Brothers. What a fool believes. There's something about the happy-go-lucky keyboards in this song. The boop, 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 that, you know, that, that background keyboard that's going on the whole time. Yeah. There's something about that that appealed to my very young mind back in the late 70s and early 80s. And my first acquaintance, this was my first acquaintance with Michael McDonald's unique vocals. Number two, Supertramp, The Long Way Home from their Breakfast in America album. I don't have a story for this one. I just really love this song. It reminds me, and it's number two, so I must really love this song. It reminds me of uh, starting a long journey. And number one, the Commodores, Brick House, <laughs> yep. by their self-titled album. Nice. My parents, get this, my parents were very young, fresh, white-collar professionals right out of college, and they let me jump on the center console in my dad's car singing, Big House, Big House. <laughs> Big <laughs> While they played this Commodore's album on their on an eight track player while they drove everywhere in 1978, my parents every time they think about it they slap themselves in the head, remembering how dangerous that was, <laughs> because back in the late 70s car seats weren't a thing yet. I mean maybe they existed but they were certainly not mandated. They just weren't used very often. Kids just kind of had their run of the cars, and it fascinates me to this to this day that more accidents more gruesome accidents with children not being seat belted in didn't occur back then. And maybe they did. And everyone just kind of took them for granted. I don't know. Anyway, I used to dance around uh, while they were driving without any support and singing along to this song. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Go. That's my number one. So cool. honorable mention list, uh, fairly short this time, Rush, The Trees, Emerson, Lake and Palmer in the beginning, The Cars Moving in Stereo, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, the song and the entire album is just my favorite. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Nice. Jerry Rafferty. Do you oh, remember yeah. Jerry Rafferty? Oh, yeah. I remember right, Jerry. Right down the line. He was like this one. He wasn't a one hit wonder. He was a one album wonder. Yeah. But what was his album called? He had the, the one album he came out with in the late 70s had like three huge hits on it. And right down the line was one of them. Uh, the Police Walking on the Moon. Mm, yeah. Then the last six are Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, The Battle of Evermore, The Ocean, The Rain Song, The Wanton Song, No Quarter, and Ten Years Gone. Notice, last thing I'm going to say, notice I did not include Stairway to Heaven. You know why? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. It, it's too cliche. That's hey, why. Man, no Stairway to Heaven in Wayne's World. <laughs> no Stairway denied. Yeah. <laughs> Excalibur. Nice, dude. By the way, Jerry Rafferty, you were asking, was on the City to City album, and he's most famous yeah, for Baker City. Street, yeah. that song Baker yes. Street. Yeah. yeah, Baker Street and Right Down the Line were his two hugest hits. Yeah. Nice, dude. What a great list. And you you yeah. are so right that there are, it, it's amazing the more we dig into this because you think, oh, you know, I don't know a lot of 70s songs. And then you start looking at the 70s songs and listening to them and you're like, I have a lot of 70s songs. You know, Dang I know way too many 70s songs. <laughs> what I'm realizing yeah. is I have a lot of songs, period. It doesn't matter. And there's never going to be any easy way to do this. So there's all, in fact, it was funny because uh, Spider Pam was like, dude, how come you guys didn't have Steve Perry O'Sherry? Oh, and oh, I'm like, well, Sherry. oh, I love that video too. Yeah. I was going to say you, I was like, well, that's actually my least, one of my least favorite of Steve Perry's songs, but 
I would never have picked it, but again, it's still a great song. You know, there's yeah. so many, and that was eighties, right? That was it's an just, 80s there's song. too many. There's, there's, a, you, there are going to be songs on, on all these lists where people go, what about this? Yeah, well, you're and right. I'm surprised what you didn't about have that. that? <laughs> and it's like, you're not wrong. We just, could, oh, yeah. we could, if we did it, we would have listed off 400 songs and it would have taken two hours and you wouldn't want to listen to it. So no. My list, I, I'm just going to kind of go through these kind of quickly. I have a lot of 70s songs and I'll just kind of briefly mention them, but I have less stories with these. I kind of picked my top nine. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I love classic rock. I love disco. I love funk, you know, all yeah. of the above. Me and too. So when I had a chance to, in fact, it was really funny when I was working in radio, I think it was my first year in actual commercial radio out of college they said, Hey, you're going to host uh, the disco dance party Saturday night. And oh. I was like, first of all, I'm like, well, I know like the Bee Gees, but I don't really know disco and I don't <laughs> listen to disco. And they're like, eh, it doesn't matter. Just go for it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I started hosting the show and I mean, I fell in love with disco music. I was like, this is Sweet. awesome. Like, I mean, I had heard a lot of the songs before, but I just never really listened to them. And I loved it. And I was like, why do people badmouth disco so much? I mean, this is some cool <laughs> stuff, right? Dude. The death of disco is one of the most, one of the strangest social phenomenon that happened in the early eighties. Yeah. And what so, I don't, I mean, I understand if people just don't like it, that's fine. But the, yeah. the hate that some people have for it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, what yeah, it's really weird. So my first one naturally, uh, and again, these are not necessarily in any particular order, but my first song is BG staying alive. This song, <laughs> I just, I love this song. And honestly, I like a lot of Bee Gees, like Night Fever, Nights on Broadway. I mean, so many Bee Gees songs I'm a big fan of. The scene in Airplane, the movie Airplane with Ted Stryker when he's, you know, doing kind of the Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta remake. Yeah, I totally know the scene. Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And I just loved the dancing. And I thought he did such a great job, you know, recreating the John Travolta <laughs> thing. And then I went and saw Saturday Night Fever and I thought this is a hilarious dance. So in high school, I thought I'm going to learn how to do this John Travolta dance from Saturday Night Fever, which I did. And ironically, <laughs> it's the only dance that I actually know how to do. And, and I really suck at <laughs> dancing, but it's the only thing I can do. We would get all these people together and we would stand up on these platforms at dances throughout high school and stuff. And we would do synchronized disco lines. It was <laughs> awesome. And it was usually when this song came on. But number two, man, I mean, this is a classic, amazing. And I love this band anyway. The Eagles but of course I'm uh, picking hotel California, but I mean, there's so many good songs that they did and oh I love God. desperado. That's why I learned that one on the piano too, but hotel California, good memories because we went to, we did a road trip to California for my aunt's graduation from UC Santa Barbara. And we were in RV, the wonder camper, by the way, which was really oh, fun. Yeah. But we used to listen. I mean, I like throw fun. the Eagle song on and that song would come on. And of course we're going through how it was like some of the stuff they were talking about. We were driving on the road. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is cool. Uh, oh, nice. I had to throw this one in now. I love this song. Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was Tide song. Our Greyhound Tide, who is unfortunately no longer with us. He was a champion racer. Every single time this song would come on, he would jump up. Even if he was in a sound sleep, ears <laughs> up full attention. And we would, we're like, what? Every time it even like we, we turn the song off and we turn it back on and he would do it again. It was the Weird. craziest thing, but every time for years, he this is the only thing he ever responded to never any other song just that, that song and so i was like i wonder if it was his racing song or something yeah I have no idea it, but he, maybe he was conditioned to that song or something like that maybe like it's ultra tide and then ah <laughs> like go you know <laughs> we also hear the, that song twice in thor ragnarok by the way yes and it's also in school of rock 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love that song. So great song. I'll have to second my other Led Zeppelin is all of my love, which ugh, that's a fantastic song too, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Into my, my f- Fleetwood Mac is my fourth one, dude. Pretty much anything from the rumors album, but oh. I'm going with the chain because that song is so awesome. Yes. I love that. The whole album's great. Boston more than a feeling. I had to throw this oh. one in because I love Boston. Once again, you know, you can pretty much turn on Boston and like what you hear no matter what. My dad and I got to go see Boston in 2003 at Red Rocks. It, nice. it and it was awesome. And it was one of the last concerts they did together as the whole band. So, so wow. cool. Dude, at Red Rocks, that would have been amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. All right. I'm going to fly through a couple of these here. Sticks. I love so many stick songs. Like I can listen to a lot of sticks and never have any problem, but I love blue collar, man. That is because oh. that organ part that, you know, I learned that one too by ear. It was just like, it's just yeah. such a fun song, you know, and that one and uh, come sail away is amazing. There's so many good ones. So many good ones. You didn't want Mr. Obata in one of that, Brian. Oh, I like that, but um, sweet, sweet <laughs> Madam blue is another good one. I mean, I could go on for so many. I mean, even show me the way, which was later, but early sticks, you know, even yeah. lady and babe, those are some good songs. Holly. Lady. Oh, the Holly's long, cool woman. Oh, how does that oh. one go again? I'm, I'm not, I, I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't think of it at the top of my head. In the sixties, the Hollies were famous for songs like bus stop and Ferry cross the mercy and stuff like that. Okay. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. It was a different sound. And then, uh, okay, I'm going to break the rules. This is long, cool woman here. You recognize that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I didn't know it was the Hollies. Okay. Such a good song. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It didn't sound like the Hollies. It was such a departure from their normal sound, but great song. Stevie Wonder Superstition. I love this song. Oh, good funk song, man. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. And then I loved Elton John's 70s music. Yeah. So many good 70s songs. He was in his prime was in 70s. Yeah. And uh, the whole Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album was really actually quite amazing. The first song, I don't know if you ever heard the first song, but it's called Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding. It's like an 11 minute song. And it's incredible because the first the the funeral for a friend is all instrumental and it's just him like on a jam session. It's so crazy, but he's just kind of going off on synthesizers and piano and kind of like, all right, that's Elton that is as prime, you know, with his piano ability. And then it goes into the rest of the song and it's just, it's amazing. It's so much fun, but it is uh, let's put it this way. It's a, it's 11 minutes of pure gloriousness. So just enjoy that. And then the song goodbye yellow brick road is just so good too. So those are my top nine. Again, that was really hard because stuff like Heart Barracuda, Earth, Wind and Fire, Boogie Wonderland, Kansas, Dust in the Wind, Carry On Wayward Son. I mean, America, <laughs> you mentioned America. Sister Golden Hair is my favorite of theirs. But I mean, yeah, again, I can I love most of their music. So I already mentioned a couple of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, December 1963. You know, oh, what a night. You know, they were huge in the 60s. Yeah, Scream. Yeah. I used to call them the Screamers because I'd be like, big girls down. You know that. But yeah. in this one, they sang with their normal voices. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. Chicago. Oh, 25 or six to four. Good stuff. I had to pick queen Bohemian Rhapsody because Dude. I know it's overplayed, but it it's, does. it's the genius song. It's their amazing genius song. It's their opus, man. It's it really is. Yeah. pink Floyd. Where do I start with pink Floyd? <laughs> I love comfortably numb, but that man, they're awesome. David Bowie. You know, it's funny is um, I was going to pick space oddity and realized that was yeah. 68. Yes, I think so I'm right. like oh well okay. that's for next week so definitely my favorite David Bowie song is that one but I love life on Mars which is in the 70s dude I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one in Barry White never never gonna give you up you know the one where it's like <laughs> never gonna give you up no, oh, that- <laughs> did Barry White get rickrolled is that what happened or no this is the one where he starts off and he's like oh baby baby yeah baby yeah 
never gonna give. Uh, yeah, I can't do it now because all I can think of is Rick, Je- Rick James. Rick, whatever his <laughs> name it is. Up, yep. Oh my gosh, thanks a lot, Rick, Rick Astley. Yeah. Here's a curveball for you: Bet Midler, The Rose. Oh yeah, okay. You know that song? Sure, absolutely. Dude, unfortunately, it got made up, made fun of in uh, Napoleon Dynamite when they're doing the whole like whatever that is, Happy Hands Club or something like that. But that song, I mean, it is beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful song. The harmonies. I mean, it's powerful. So Harry Chapin or shape. I guess it's Chapin cats in the cradle. People say Chapin or Chapin. Chapin. I'm going to say shape Chapin. Pretty much any blue and the man in the moon. That's right. Pretty much any Bob Seger. (laughs) I just love Bob Seger. We've got tonight. That's a good song. Uh, I already mentioned Parliament earlier. I love Parliament, dude. Good funk. Looking, this wasn't one I I always forget about it, but I love the song. Is is Brandy? You're a fine girl. Yeah, that's that was the main song of Guardians of the Galaxy two. By it, the way, it was so, yeah. yeah. Looking Glass, the Who, dude. They were huge back then. This was a song I loved. Blondie, Heart of Glass. That was seventy eight. I was surprised. I thought it was an eighty song, but it's not. Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, Abba. Oh yeah, dude. I have so many Abba's favorites. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Eric Clapton. Uh, a lot of Eric Clapton, but he was with Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. And the original. So you remember when he did that 90s version of Layla and it's like this very acoustic. I mean, it's okay, but the original one from 1970, I think it was 1970 with Derek and the dominoes is is fast. It's fun. It's I think it's more exciting. He was with cream too. It's all over the place, man. Grand funk railroad. We're American band Loggins and Messina. That was Kenny Loggins back in the day. Totally. I love those two. That's that's a really under that's an underappreciated duo is Loggins and Messina. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Your mama don't dance was classic, but then they had some other great ballads and stuff too. Toto. I mean, you mentioned Toto with Africa, but Toto hold the line was seventies. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I didn't, I thought hold the line was on their Africa no. LP. I okay. Cause I was looking for that for the eighties. Cause that was, that's my favorite Toto song, Yeah. Okay. but I realized that that was done in uh, 1978. So I had no idea. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? It's cool when you learn these things. Oh, and then my last one, and I'm going to stop because we're, we're getting along now, but Donna summer hot stuff. <laughs> I, I had to throw Donna summer in because dude, she, she's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I want to say thank you. Big time. Thank you to Lord thunder, Chris and spider pan for sending in some of your, your music too, dudes guys. Thank you. That's it's been fun. Yeah. I, I added all of those. So by the way, our lists are in there. Our songs, Lord thunder, Chris's and spider pan songs are also in the TRBS top 1970s Spotify mix. If you want to go in there, follow it, listen to the songs, add them to your own mix, do whatever you want. going to go through these kind of quickly. Well, first of all, Lord Thunder, he just had one. He's like, I, this, I love this song is what he said. <laughs> and it's Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. I would like to dedicate this song to Mrs. Lord Thunder, Lady Thunder. Indeed. Um, that's, that's from lord thunder by the way not me i just wanted to clarify i uh, didn't want to make it too awkward uh, anyway there you go lord thunder good song there chris th- i love this man this is this is what he wrote me <laughs> i have to read what he wrote this is the hardest assignment i have ever been given since my doctoral dissertation completed in 1992 <laughs> <laughs> i started this and was coming up with hundreds of songs so i decided to limit my search to the greatest music year 1977 alone still came up with hundreds of songs not wow. practical for the real Brian show. So I limited my list to a fraction of the greatest albums of 1977. Sorry, failed to follow the directions correctly. Had the same problem with my doctoral dissertation as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I love this. All right. So I'm going to go through these very quickly. Rush, Farewell to Kings, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, Kansas Point of No Return, Leonard Skinner, Street Survivors, Foreigner, Foreigner, Heart, Little Queen, Sticks, Grand Illusion, Queen, News of the World, Meatloaf, Alan Parsons Project, Steve Miller Band, Steely Dan, Cheap Trick, Journey, Dixie. Yeah, that was Journey's first album. Dixie Dregs, Peter Frampton, and Steve Winwood, his first album as well. So, man, good stuff there. I was looking through his list, and I could not believe every one of those albums was from 1977. That was a huge year in music. Yeah, it really was. Amazing stuff. Spider Pan, he gave a, a few here. ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, Telephone right. Line. Um, he also had Boston, More Than a Feeling, and Peace of Mind as well. He pretty much said, pick anything from sticks, which I agree with. <laughs> uh, Foreign, he said, did Foreigner have some 70s stuff? Yes, they did. Actually, oh, stuff yes, like Hot Blooded and uh, I mean, some other famous ones anyway. There was a bunch in there. Led Zeppelin, all of my love as well. So guys, thank you. This was fun. I'm, I'm so glad. I love the participation. Love to hear what you're thinking. We're going to the 60s next week. So if anyone has any songs from the 60s that they're a fan of, send them our way. Really would love to share them. Please. This is great. There's two movies. We're going into our honk list because we want to talk about Black Widow really quickly as well. I watched two other movies. I haven't really watched much in the, in the way of TV lately, but I've been watching movies. The Ice Road, new on Netflix. Dude, <laughs> it's Liam Neeson action. <laughs> What's really cool, though, is that there is a truth to this and that there are truckers that drive these very dangerous ice roads in the winter. And yeah, we've, we've all seen the Discovery Tour. What was it? Discovery or... There, there's a reality TV show about that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's they, like ice yeah. road truckers or something that used to be on Netflix as well. It's not there anymore, okay. but yeah, there's all kinds of random things about it. Reality discovery, all that good stuff. History. So Channel. they made a movie out of it. Well, so that is the, the idea though, is that in the winter it's probably okay. But once you start getting into the March and April months, you know, the ice is thinning, it's warming up. It's very dangerous and stuff. Oh, okay. So they made a, a very unreal. Well, maybe not very, but, a slightly unrealistic Liam Neeson action movie, which dude, I mean, it's Liam Neeson. It's action. It's so much fun to watch. Totally worth it. If you're into that kind of stuff, highly recommended wrath of man, Jason Statham, Royd raged, pure adrenalized action thriller. Need I say more? <laughs> no, you need say. not. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Let's talk black widow because yeah. it is brand new in the theaters on Disney plus we are not going to give you any spoilers so if you have not seen it yet feel free to listen to see if it's worth watching first of all tell us what you thought captain my wife and I loved this film we both watched it same time Uh, she said it was her favorite of all the Marvel movies which I was surprised interesting but I'm not too surprised because it was really well done it was better than I was expecting it to be however it did cost us $30 to stream it on Disney plus and I get that, you know, Disney, I, I think it's the big families are ruining it for the onesie twosies out there of us out there, right? Yeah, I know. Because Disney, Disney needs to, they're, they're trying to balance, you know, how much do we charge for a movie? You know, if, if a family of four goes to a movie theater, it's how much are they going to spend? Yeah. Yeah. So we're giving them a great deal. And if you well, go, if, you're, if you're I, paying 30. Exactly. So if one person watches it, it's a total ripoff. I mean, relatively speaking, right? If two people watch it, you know, if it's an expensive movie theater, you're just going to pay $15, sort of. I mean, it's on the high end, right? For two of us. The introduction of the movie was totally unexpected and unique. Yeah. I was a little confused at first, though, because the little girl they cast to play a young Natasha yeah. looked like a little boy to me. That's what I thought, too, <laughs> I was, actually. Like, Is that, that, that's this chick's brother. And, yeah. oh, and then they kept calling it her. And then it, once it, w- they kept calling it her. Sorry. Yeah. And know, at first I was <laughs> oh. like, who's the who's the boy? And is Natasha yeah, the, the other? Boy? Yeah, I'm with you on that. But so, then I got it. And I was like, ah. 
Okay. And then it was okay. It didn't yeah. ruin anything. It was, it was fine. Yep. Now there was a slow scene in the middle of the movie where the family yes. was talking around a table and reminiscing about old times. And there was a lot of exposition <laughs> yep. and character relationship development, but it was important content. So yeah. I let it go. That was the scene um, that I was mentioning to you. I said where, oh my gosh, it starts okay. off with a bang and then it slows down. And it was right at that part where I was I, watching. Yeah. I thought that when, when I saw it, I was like, that's what Brown was talking about. But then the end of the movie and the end of credits scene, by the way, you have to hang, stick, stick around for that because yeah. it's important it tied a lot back into the Avengers movies and it's obvious they're not finished with the franchise yet. Yeah. So yay! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm so I really like the movie. I, I was very, I, I highly recommend this film if you're a Marvel movie fan. Yeah. And yet again, Marvel strikes it out the park. Yep. So I completely agree. It's totally worth watching. I loved it. I think that the ratings that it's getting are lower than it deserves. And I'm a See, little, I haven't even little, looked at the ratings. Yeah, well, it's like a seven out of ten on IMDb, which is not bad, by the way. That's yeah, that's, that's still terrible. good, yeah. but I would expect it to be around eight or at least okay. high sevens. So yeah, little little shocked on that one, to be completely honest. And by the way, they don't do like one, two, three, four. They do seven, seven point one, seven point two, that kind of thing. So I'm I'm surprised oh, okay. it wasn't a seven point eight or more. Because yeah, I would have given it. I would have given it like a seven point five personally. So okay. Well, yeah, my so I wrote this down as I was watching it. Holy crap. What an opener. Super intense and exciting. I wow. I mean, I was blown away at the opening sequence of the movie and you even mentioned yeah. it, was, it was unique. I agree. It was completely unique. It was something new. They did a really, really haunting cover of smells like teen spirit from Nirvana. Yeah, I loved good. how they pulled that together. Total. I mean, that was like to me, that was the best part of the movie. Now, I, maybe not now, for everybody, now, but right. for me, I just was like, wow. That, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything negative about it. I was just going to say like that just was so cool. It was so explosive and amazing, but yeah. I really loved the movie. The whole thing was good. This is not a spoiler. It doesn't actually give anything away, but no. let's just. Oh, so, you know, when um, this was in Iron Man 2, right. the famous black widow drops down her one of her legs is stretched out the other one is bent you know she flips her hair one up. arm behind her back one yeah. arm on the floor the yeah. famous one black widow pose yeah well she the, looks up the camera the first time she did that i was kind of like cool she's awesome well then she kept doing it and then every <laughs> single black widow cosplayer poses like that for pictures and i mean every single one thousands and thousands and thousands and i'm like dear god people it got really uh, annoying for me and it's been annoying for years they made fun of it in this movie and I was like, yes, oh my gosh, this <laughs> it's so deserved it. It was awesome. So that was hilarious. It was, it was just a it was tastefully made fun of. Yeah, it was beautiful. So anyway, my overall thoughts again, no spoilers. I really, really enjoyed it. It's totally worth watching. Now, my thought was, was it as masterful and unique as some of the other Marvel movies they've done? Like even, you know, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy two, one or two even, you know yeah. how they brought in the music and how they did all that fun, unique stuff. It's nothing like that. It's just a very straight laced movie. No no really unique kind of thing or like they did in um, Ant-Man, the guy, uh, his friend who's always talking really fast and sharing stories. And it's like somebody talking, but it's his voice. You know what I mean? Right. Remember that? Yeah, it was like, like this little, like, like, yeah, you, so what you're saying is that Black Widow didn't have any, like some, some sort of very specific. There's nothing new, shit. nothing new yeah, or unique to it at all. It was just another action movie yeah. about Black Widow. So but, in that but sense, it was a really I, good action movie and it was very, it was a little dark the soundtrack and the content of the movie was, was it wasn't, it wasn't dark. It was just a little on the dark side. Well, so that's what I'm talking about is that there wasn't anything unique. There wasn't anything lighthearted and creative and funny that I feel like they've done in a lot of other Marvel movies. It was more along the lines of just kind of a, an action movie. 
Sure. So which again was good, but I wasn't I wasn't blown away because Marvel movies in the past have blown me away. And to me, this was like, oh, well, you know, it's on par. It's not amazing, but it's definitely great. Can I just say thank you to the Marvel producers? Thank you from the bottom of my heart. No agendas were in the movie at all. It was so refreshing to watch a great story (laughs) with two badass female characters with no agendas. It was amazing. Thank you. I was originally expecting the movie to kind of go along the timeline of, of pre Avengers. So like, you know, before meeting Nick Fury, Tony Stark, all that, like way back where you're seeing that origin story of her in her training and in her missions. That's what I was expecting. I think that actually would have been a really cool story and maybe it was a missed opportunity that they didn't do that. I will say this once again, this is not a spoiler because I think this is helpful to know for those because I was a little confused as well. What the heck's going on? The timeline, the opening sequence is is supposed to take place in 1995, which is when Captain Marvel took place. There's a, a reason for that apparently. And then we get to quote present day and the timeline is right after Captain America Civil War in 2016. And then the end credits is current day. Okay. That's what it's supposed to happen. And the reason I'm telling you that is because you don't know unless you look that up and many people are going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. I was a little confused as the time. I mean, you don't need to know the timeline. It doesn't detract for or add to anything in the story at all. I think it adds, Uh, but but it's, it's good to know what the timeline is. That's for sure. Well, it helped me because then I was like, okay, I know what's going on. And well, first of all, why is Natasha alive? If you've seen the movies, you, you're asking that question. Wait, so when does this take place? Because she's alive. That's just a little bit of a, a help to understand that. Yes, it is a bit of a prequel sort of kind of, but you'll understand when you watch it, but it's worth watching. Like you said, watch the scene at the end of the credits. Interestingly enough, like I, I'm glad they did it, but some of the end scenes that they've done in other Marvel movies have been like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. What you said was the franchise is still going, so that's awesome. But the scene just didn't do it for me. It was kind of like, eh, okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it was. It was definitely not a a you know, it wasn't a big deal. The scene at the end, but it it was. I, I'm glad they put it in there. Me too. And it does what end scenes do, uh, yeah. end of credit scenes do. So yeah. And by the way, if you're at a theater watching this, it is worth staying and watching. Versus like, you know, you can fast forward at home or whatever, but definitely, definitely worth staying for. It's, it's still worth it. It still does further something. Yeah. So stick yeah. around. Anyway, I liked it. Totally worth it. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to watch it. And uh, thank you for your thoughts on it, Captain. Oh, thank you, dude. Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, I'm really having fun with this. This has been a fun, fun week. I love, I love doing this show. I know you do too. Thank you for joining thank us you. this week and hanging out and Uh, As we mentioned, our Spotify list, it's on Spotify, but of course it'll be in the show notes, which is realbryanshow.com slash 289. Click on the link, check out the songs we've got. Share your songs with us, by the way, for your 60s. If you have any 1960s songs you like, share them with us for next week. We'll share them. realbryanshow.com slash 289. And by the way, I just want to say thank you again for those of you who have supported The Real Brian Show through Patreon. That is so, so beautiful. And also even through Amazon. I'm actually blown away because that's gone very well. The Amazon and the Patreon thing has actually been a huge support to the show. So thank you. Uh, we have those you. Amazon links on the website, by the way, if you're going to get something on Amazon, which most of us do just use the link. It doesn't cost you more. It just, uh, it Amazon goes through your account. 
Yeah, you don't have to sign into your account again or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. So. It's just basically instead of Amazon pocketing all of the money, they they give a percentage back to the Real Brian Show, which helps to support and keep this thing, especially now that we're doing video. You know, the costs have gone up. So I yeah. appreciate that. And then with Patreon, again, thank you. Thank you for those of you who are supporting on Patreon. You're amazing. Patreon.com slash Real Brian Show. Either way, thank you for joining us and thank you for being a part of this show. It is something uh, I look forward to it every week, man. Me too. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If a dog nips me in the butt, will that stop me from pooping? Maybe for a little while. I imagine I'd clench up pretty bad if that happened. Yep, you know what the music means. Ow! Ow! I don't like it when dogs bite me in the butt. Or anything. I mean, I like dogs. You gotta get bit. Don't get bit in the butt. Yeah. I like eggs. I like some poached. (laughs) Thank you again for joining us. Have an absolutely amazing week. Real Brian Show. Sign it up. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.